Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Welcome back to another episode of The Pulse. I am your host, Rachel Schoenbaum, and I am so excited because our guests today are Pitch Fight, who are a 15-piece all-female identifying acapella group from the University of Bristol. They have competed in competitions like Voice Fest and the ICCAs, in addition to being featured on Sky One Sing Ultimate Acapella and participating in Edinburgh Fringe. We're sitting down today with Helen, Emily, and Ashna to talk about the group's latest single, Thumbs. Hey, ladies, how are you? Hi. Hello. Hello. So I would love to start off asking about Pitchfight's origin story and how the group got started. Yeah, sure. So Pitchfight is the University of Bristol's all-female and non-binary audition group. So the group was formed in 2015. So we're currently going into our seventh generation. So it's a relatively young group, but we've achieved so much. We're so proud of how much we've achieved in those seven years. And we've kind of become known for revolving our, like our repertoire kind of generally revolves around the theme of empowerment and really kind of like the feminist vibe, of course, because it's kind of an all-female non-binary group, uh, but more generally just about empowering people um, and encouraging everybody to express themselves through their their individual voice. Yeah, I'm also kind of known for our signature purple color, which is what we wear in competitions. I love it. Well, purple is my favorite color. In that seven or so years, what are some of the, obviously none of you have been in the group for that entirety period of time, but I wonder, you know, in the time that you all have been there, what have you seen some of the changes and growth in the group? I think personally, I've just seen such a growth of confidence in terms of the skill, but also the range of skill that we can show off as a group. Because I think with everything going on in the last year or two, it wasn't the ideal circumstances to be performing in, but a silver lining of it is that we've really grown our online presence and learned entirely new ways to make music and to get ourselves out there in front of a much wider audience. So yeah, I think just the growth there has been absolutely amazing, even in the short time that I've been in the group. I mean, I imagine that had to be a pretty rapid switch you had to flip in order to make that adjustment. What were some of the challenges you encountered along the way? I think one we definitely ran into was when we started trying to create the visual aspect of our videos, because as a group, we're also really sort of well known for our choreography and the movement aspect to our performances. So I think coming into it, we were really excited to kind of put together these amazing formations and movement aspects to contribute to the sound, which we found initially quite challenging and different from maybe what the group was used to doing on stage. So I think everyone had to sort of work really hard to adapt to those different situations and try and find ways that we could still move together, even though we were all far away at the time. Do you think that it challenged your creativity to try and find ways to do that? Are there elements about this that allowed you to express yourselves in ways that were more positive than you might have been able to do them otherwise? Yeah, definitely. I think kind of on the visual side, as Ashna was saying, I think we got to explore not only our choreography, which is what we usually kind of express ourselves through visually, um, also through video editing. So kind of combining those two different skills and balancing those two kind of different methods of expressing ourselves visually was really interesting. And I think in terms of audio, it's been quite kind of interesting. In a way, actually, it's been easier to sort of get into the fine details of the audio because we have to, like on Zoom, you can't, you can't, multiple people can't sing at the same time because of the lag. So it's all based on kind of individual recordings, which means you do get to really kind of like be quite kind of perfectionistic about it. And then I guess on the flip side of that, the disadvantage is that can get quite pedantic because I think in person when you're performing, you kind of like the judges know that there's there are kind of nerves that go into it. They're sort of lenient, lenient in that respect. But with video, because you can 
record as many times as you want. There's not really any excuse for it not to be perfect. So it did allow us to really kind of be quite rigorous in, in our sound, I think, which I think will probably help us when we, as we return to in-person to like maintain that level of rigor. Were those skills, skills that were sort of nascent or I don't know, beginning in your group? Or did you have some of those skills in-house? Like how much did you actually have to teach yourselves in order to be able to do some of the things that you've had to do on your own since things have been locked down a bit? Yeah, so it has been quite a rapid transition, as you say. And there were some things that we really had to learn as we were going and learn on the job. I mean, even down to rehearsing, M was our music director last year. And I was just absolutely, I have to say, I know this sounds like a shameless plug, but I really was just in awe of how quick she managed to make the jump in person to online rehearsals because I would not have had a clue where to start but she got a system in place very quickly which was very effective for us but yeah even down to that level we were really kind of having to think on our feet a bit and with things like audio editing and video editing there were people in the group that had interests there and they had nascent skills but it was quite a pressured environment to have to build on that so yeah Absolutely. Now that you guys have had some experience in growing those skills, does that give you different, I don't know, opportunities or ways that you might be able to change what your priorities are, given that maybe you can do some more things in-house than you could before? Yeah, so I think it's been really exciting, even though, you know, again, we all miss in-person performances and that's something that we really want to get back to as soon as we possibly can to know that we have that other skill or those other skills in our arsenal now and we can really again get our music out there as much as we can in entirely new ways to an entirely new audience even you know people hundreds of miles away for instance yeah that's a really exciting prospect I think and something that even once we can go back to live performances I think we'll always keep as part of our ethos now. Yeah I'd love to talk specifically about thumbs and how did that particular tune come to be in your repertoire? Yeah, so this was originally actually produced for a competition called the ICCA, which is a big competition in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, and we weren't originally actually planning on releasing on streaming platforms. And basically, we were just so happy with how it turned out that we were like, why not, you know, <laughs> just to show it you know, to the rest of the world, kind of outside of the competitive atmosphere. Yeah, so it was really kind of, what I loved about it was that it was really a collaborative process and it really kind of brought us together as a team, I think, because we all got to bring something new to the table. So we had Eva, who was one of our co-managers. She took over the video editing we kind of did a combined effort for the audio editing so there's me uh, my assistant musical director Zara and Georgia who's our performance director um, and we had Felix who is the used to be the MD of our, what we call our brother group academy he was the arranger of the piece and so it's really lovely to have him you know be part of that project and yeah it's just kind of like I think it was an amazing project especially kind of when we're going through such a difficult time being in isolation something that really kind of gave us a sense of purpose I think and like kind of a reason to come together once or twice a week to kind of work towards this goal yeah and we couldn't be happier with how it turned out yeah can you talk a little bit about what the recording process was like was it the first time for you all specifically or had you any of you gone into the recording studio before so some of us had done a sort of more official form of recording because we released an ep as generation five last year purple rain so some of us had had some experience but actually to a large extent a lot of that was negated because we couldn't really have the same process of being in even a makeshift sort of recording booth with somebody helping us through it a lot of us were doing it on our phones trying to like climb into a wardrobe in our houses <laughs> trying to deaden the sound around us and yeah so honestly it was really quite a new experience for a lot of us I think yeah and you all did that 
editing yourselves? What was that like? That was, I think that's one of the kind of silver linings, I think, of this having to transition online is that we've kind of been forced into acquiring these new skills, which would have were quite daunting, but we knew we were forced into it in the way, but now actually we're quite happy to have acquired those because it means that going into the future, we now have the option of doing things in person or doing things virtually. Yeah, so the audio editing, and we did kind of a combined effort uh, because none of, her, of, of us had really had any previous experience. So there was Zara, who's my sister music director. She did kind of the timing of it, which is a lot. I basically figured out I can't really do it because it's really kind of very pernickety. It's very pedantic. So yeah, and then I kind of did uh, the first bit of the mixing and then I sent it to our performance director to do the rest of the mixing and the effects. So it meant that kind of each of us got to give our our own spin on it and our own interpretation of how we think it should be. Yeah, and then Aoife, who was our co-manager, she took over the audio editing and she had a bit of previous experience in that, so that really served us well. Wow. Are there any good stories that came out of the recording experience? Either things that were funny or unexpected as part of what happened? I think we did have a few funny moments. I know definitely with the video recording because we kind of tried to save some of our online rehearsals for sort of that aspect and then try and film tutorials. So Georgia, our performance manager, and I was assistant performance director last year. So I got to work and learn a lot from her in that respect. But I think the best moment was probably when we were on Zoom and we all realized that we were sort of being mirrored. So what we thought was left and what we thought was right was actually the other way around to everyone else, which is a really funny moment because none of us noticed. I think everyone really sort of took it in their stride and we had kind of, I think it was a Saturday where we all just sort of at home filmed, I think it was like 12 or 13 clips of videos that we needed for for the final ICCA submission. And in a way, even though we weren't together and competing, it did feel a lot like a, a day where we would perform, sort of we could have performed as a group or something, even though we were all scattered across the world. So it turned out to be a really nice thing, actually, that we ended up doing separately, but together. Lovely. When you had an opportunity to hear the sort of final mix and watch the final video, what did you think? Speaking as somebody who was not as involved in the video and audio editing side of it, I was just absolutely blown away when I saw and I heard it for the first time. I just thought, you know, because my experience of it had been try and find a quiet space in your house and record it on your phone. So I just, you know, I knew that they give it their all and they produce something amazing, but I heard it and I just thought, how have they managed that with what we all must have given them? So I was just, yeah, so thrilled with it. Yeah. Emily, you had something you wanted to say. Yes, I was just going to say, I literally cried actually the first time I I had listened to it, just because I think when there's so much work that goes into it and so much, it kind of became so meaningful to us, I think, especially kind of the lyrics, the content of of the song, because it very much falls into like what we stand for as a group. Thumbs in particular, there's this line that just like really resonates with me, I think is don't be one of them people just twiddling their thumbs, which means don't be one of those people just accepting that that's the way the world is. Embrace your individuality and really kind of try to change the world. And so that kind of, yeah, just hearing it all together just really melted my heart, I think. (laughs) So it, yeah, affected me very strongly. Yeah, I think like these two put it perfectly, of course. I think it was just incredible to hear sort of everyone else because we kind of recorded at the height of our second major lockdown and kind of when everyone was so isolated and probably feeling quite alone to just sort of hear everyone's voices together for the first time in so, so long. I think it's just a huge testament to how each member took it sort of upon themselves to really channel their energy into it and how well our amazing musical directors and every committee member worked so closely with each person to get to where it came to be because it was brilliant. Totally brilliant. And we're going to share Thumbs with you now. So here is Pitch Fight doing their rendition of Sabrina Carpenter's Thumbs. Hold up, hold up there past me. We 
don't have a license to play music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview uninterrupted, including all the fantastic music that's involved, go to Akaville.org and become a member. Thanks. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled interview. Oh, I loved it so much. And I, I guess I want to say who has two thumbs and love that song? This girl. And I thought you guys just did a fabulous, like, it, it is incredible to me that you sort of recorded that on your phones because it's such a professional, well done job. So kudos to you all for, for that. I wonder, we had talked a little before we started recording and Ashna shared that she's a newer member to the group and came on while things were locked down. And I wonder, what was that like for you? First off, I guess, making the decision to be part of a group under those circumstances. And then what was the audition and an onboarding process like for you? Yeah, so I auditioned for Pitch Fight in my second year. And all three of us are in third year now, but we were all first years together. So I actually knew Emily and Helen and a couple of other people in the group already and had seen sort of their group perform a little bit on stage and just thought they're brilliant. So when it kind of came to audition season, audition format was a bit different last year because of COVID so it was video auditions and mine ended up being completely virtual because I was back at home as well so I couldn't be there for the callback portion either. It was really different I didn't know what to expect but I think almost thinking that there wasn't as much pressure because I could just sort of film something and send in, sort of see how it went. I think I just thought I'd try. And then I just loved sort of learning the repertoire that we had for the callbacks and then seeing everyone's learning some of the choreography. And I just thought it was really nice and it really helped that I knew a couple of people so it didn't feel as intimidating, even though I had to be completely professional and they had to be too, but it was amazing. And then to be welcomed into the group the way I was, was just unbelievable. Everyone is so sort of lovely, welcoming, and I was the only new member to be eventually on the committee but about in January just before we started ICCAs but it couldn't have been like a smoother transition everyone was so helpful and I learned so much just being on the committee for a few months as well so I'm really grateful to everyone in the entire group especially these two and our other lovely friends. For Emily and Helen what was it like for you all trying to conduct I mean because I know you're going through the audition process right now so you're maybe doing it in a lesser locked down way but you know how is that for you all trying to find the right people? I think it's been it's been amazing kind of coming back to in-person auditions yeah so we're actually we've done our initial phase of auditions now we're gonna have our callbacks this coming week which is really exciting because with video auditions you do obviously get a sense of people's musicality and the kind of instant you know a sense of people's personalities and how they're going to work in the group and because teamwork is an extremely important aspect of acapella I think and so it's lovely to kind of like to meet new people and I've, I've met more new people in the past week than I've met in the past year combined because of the lockdown so it's been lovely to see so many fresh new faces and really like see all the talent that is out there in around Bristol. Yeah. Um, yes, it's been really exciting. Awesome. What about Helen for you? What is it like for you to maybe even last year to invite people in and try and find ways to make them feel included in a part of the group when you couldn't maybe be together? All? Yeah, it was, I think, a super daunting experience at the start. But I think the commitment of everyone in the group, especially the newer members, really kind of came through even via Zoom. I mean, we had one member who's still a member now who lives in Canada when she's not at uni so she was locked down thousands of miles away and getting up at 7am to come to rehearsals that for us were much later in the day and a much more reasonable hour I'm not a Tell me she was a bass. Tell me she was a lady bass because that would have been really good for her. That would have been great for her. That would have been amazing. But no, she was just absolute, an absolute trooper all the way through. So it was really encouraging to feel like we were creating a good enough atmosphere that people would want to get up at seven in the morning their time to come and sing with us. 
Fair enough. I wonder, as you look forward, things are are opened up a little bit more. What do you all have planned for the next semester? So we have lots of really exciting plans. I think first and foremost, our main goal is to really kind of make the most of returning to in-person kind of socially, you know, actually getting to like have those little chats in between when we're not not rehearsing. Because I think the thing about like Zoom rehearsing is that you can only have kind of one big conversation unless you go into breakout rooms. So socially, it's like a little bit more difficult to kind of get to know each other one-on-one. So I think having those kind of like walking to and from rehearsals, those little chats before and after rehearsals is going to be, we're just going to really, really cherish it now that we know that in the past year, we haven't been able to do that. Yeah. And so we'll be really looking forward to back to getting back to in-person performing. We might be doing a concert at the end of October, actually, which is very exciting. We're doing a collaboration between the the Acapella Society and the Rugby Society, which is very exciting. And yeah, so we've been doing me and a few other of the musical directors in the society have been directing a group of rugby people to to prepare them for this concert which is really exciting yeah and then we'll be applying for the icca once again so hopefully that will be in person hopefully fingers crossed fringe next august and plenty of other gigs and things like that but also i think maintaining like the things that we've learned from this year virtually recording yeah combining what we've learned from this year and then also returning to the things that we loved from pre-COVID basically. Yeah. As you look towards building your rep for this year, maybe you're already in that phase. How are you choosing what music you want to sing this year? I think we always kind of aim each year to have like a wide, uh, the widest possible variety of kind of genres and styles while kind of generally revolving around the theme of empowerment that we really like to bring forth. Yeah, so kind of having a combination of different kind of like jazzy tunes and also pop tunes, like more kind of classical things. Yeah, so always kind of seeking to expand things and also like culturally having different kind of different languages. I'm from France, so I kind of love bringing in different, I would love to have a French song this year, actually, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, and just kind of bringing in different different styles and Ashna you're from um, Northern Ireland some maybe some Codaline you know I wonder does the past two years have any impact on your musical choices but do you try and express how the past couple of years have made you feel through your musical choices yeah I think so I think Thumbs was partly that actually because we knew like there wasn't really we felt a little bit powerless I guess in in the lockdown because we just had there was nothing much we could do it was all out of our control and all these things kind of happening to us so because Thumbs is kind of about it's expressing the need to kind of change the world I thought it was very yeah evocative in in our particular time because there's nothing much we could do but in the things that we can control, we need to just keep going and keep persisting. Yeah. Is recording something that's on your radar for the next? Yes, definitely. So we're kind of looking at, so back two years ago, we released our debut EP. And in the past year, we kind of decided to just go for a single rather than an EP because of all the difficulties of social distancing and things like that to get like a professionally performed album. But we're perhaps thinking of... Yeah. I wonder, given choices of music for that, do you have anything that's currently in the rep that you're kind of earmarking? Ooh, I think we might potentially be doing some of the things that we did in the past year, actually, because I feel like we did so many arrangements on Zoom rehearsals that we didn't really get to showcase enough. So bringing some of those to the forefront so people can actually see them would be amazing, along with kind of some new arrangements that we've currently got in the work. Nice. I wonder for those who want to learn more about Pitch Fight, can you share how people can learn more about you and listen to more of your music? So we are on pretty much every social media platform. We are Pitch Fight on Instagram, just Pitch Fight on Facebook. They can also find us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever they listen. You can download as well because I'm still on that train. So that's what I do with mine. Uh, And we've also got a YouTube channel where we're Pitch Fight as well. So if anyone wants to check us out, we'll be on all of those. Absolutely. And if you're looking to listen to Thumbs or any of the other music, we'll be linking to that in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. So I wanted to say thank you so much to 
to Helen, Ashna, and Emily from Pitch Fight from the University of Bristol. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today and for sharing your amazing recording of Thumbs. Thank you. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video. Only at acaville.org.